Please note, this episode contains mentions of statutory rape, child abuse, depictions of extreme violence, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. What happens when a man terrorizes a small town and justice remains powerless? Skidmore, Missouri could tell you. Hey, have you heard about Ken Rex McElroy? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the first anniversary episode of Hey, Have You Heard About? I am your host, Maddie, and joining me today is my lovely sister, a familiar voice, Claire. Hello, hello. (laughs) It's good to be back. It's good to be back. So Claire was previously on episode two, as Mm -hmm. well as um, our short little episode on the Ted Bundy movie that came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were on that. So you've been on two episodes now, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Um, is. We're so glad, glad you're back for the, which one is this? 12th, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Um, okay, so a few things before we start, as always. Um, let me pull up my notes real quick. So. I also have notes. That is so fun. And we'll get into that why later. Um so a few notes for this episode um merch so we have merch halloween merch hey have you heard about merch all kinds of merch and if you use the uh link in the description and notes of the episode you will get 20 percent off said merch and it's really really cool that's a steal it really is a steal (laughs) Uh, we have some new merch for this month of October. Uh, we have Smoke and Kills, which was done by uh, Mary Francis, who is a close friend of ours. Ooh. It is very cool. It's, she's awesome. She's so good. Um, incredible artist. And then also we have Season of the Witch, which is done by, oh, I wish I had written down her name, but an artist on uh, Twitter, which I will link her Twitter below as well. You can check her out. She's super cool. Um so we have tons of cool merch options as always uh the merch will go straight to the national center for missing and exploited children it's very 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 fun also i would like to announce that we now have a patreon for hey have you heard about yay that's so exciting yes uh so the purpose behind the patreon is not to steal all your money um (laughs) i have to do a subscription service in order to get the podcast on things like Spotify and YouTube and such. So it costs about $108 per year. Um, so if if you feel like you can donate to the Patreon and, you know, help a sister out, keep the podcast running, <laughs> that would be amazing. I think for um, all the options, you get the episode up one day ahead of, like, when it debuts on, you know, all podcast platforms that's exciting yes um (laughs) and i think that's as low as like one dollar a month and then as you go up with higher tiers you get handwritten notes from me like thank you notes you get access to exclusive content such as like the uh behind the scenes work um i think i've if it's not there now i'm going to add an option later where if you pledge a certain amount of money just once you can pick a topic for um that month which should be a lot of fun. That 
Um, so yeah, if you if you're interested in donating to the Patreon, that link is going to be in the description and notes of the episode. Just a dollar would help out. Yeah. Honestly, that's all I'm asking is just for one dollar. And if you can't donate, that is 100% okay. I understand. So let's see. Oh, so if you're new here, welcome. We're so happy you're here. Welcome. Um, we <laughs> folks. Folks. <laughs> 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 um, we here at Hey, have you heard about our method? Is I choose someone who has hopefully never heard of a true crime case or anything like that, and I tell it to them. So we get authentic, real reactions, questions, all that kind of fun stuff, and usually. So far, I think only once we've had one person be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that before. What was that? That was the Blood Countess episode. Oh. Yes. So uh, my big, my sorority sister, Nicole, um, had heard of her before. So that made for a very interesting episode. Um, but because it is the one year anniversary of Hey, Have You Heard About? We're doing things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I ran a poll on Twitter to see what you guys wanted to um, do for the one-year episode, which, by the way, if you're not following the Twitter, I highly recommend that you do. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Um, uh, So I ran a poll, and it was between choosing to talk about, like, a mythos, um, Mm -hmm. what am I trying? Urban legend type deal. Mm -hmm. Or have somebody tell a story to me that I've hopefully never heard before. Uh, The second option won. So Claire is here today to tell us a spooky story that I don't think I've ever heard before. Hello. So. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get to that, how about we... (laughs) This is the happy for today is that it's officially one year since Hey, Have You Heard About started. I didn't think we'd get this far. So we have these poppers. Claire, please don't point that at my face. This is about to be so loud. Yes, it's about to be so loud. I'm so sorry. I'm going to put my microphone down and we'll do it on three. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Ah! Oh, it didn't work. Ah! Woo! Okay. Ah! So yes, we did the poppers. (laughs) That's so exciting. So that's the happy for today is that it's officially one year. That's so crazy. Okay, so Claire, I'm very excited about what you have in store for me today. I literally have, you texted me a name and asked if I had heard, and I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what you've got for me today. I'm so ready. (laughs) Here we go. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Hey. Have you heard about Ken Rex McElroy? No, I don't think so. Is it, are there two people or is it just one? No, it's, his name is Ken, middle name Rex, last name McElroy. Wow. Yeah, I know, it's quite a name. (laughs) It is quite a name. All right. Yay. Okay, that's so exciting. Yeah, I was very (laughs) worried because here's the thing. So I am not a true crime gal. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was worried. So uh, my friend Gabby said, hey, have you heard about to me? (laughs) And I had not, but I've done my research, so now I have. (laughs) That's good. So, all right. So our story takes place in Skidmore, Missouri. Skidmore, Missouri. Uh Uh-huh. 1981. That is such a depressing name. 
It's, Skidmore, it's a Missouri. small town. Okay. It's a very small I'm sorry town. if you're from Skidmore, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds really sad. Okay. So 1981's the year of the event. But for backstory. Okay. Ken Rex McElroy. He was born in 1934. Um, 1934? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was... Was that during the Great Depression? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I'm trying to get my histories straight right now. Yes. Yes. Good. Valid. So he was born, uh, as as we all are. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He was 15 out of 16 children. Oh, my God. Yeah. Born to poor sharecroppers, Tony and Mabel McElroy. So... From a big, big, big family. Are are the uh, is he related to the the brothers? The, the brothers. <laughs> Let's hope not. I don't think so. When you first said that I name, know. I was like, "Is this about one I know, of them?" And I love them. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I good. don't think any of them what would, a twist would that do these would things. Take. That wow. would that would be a big old twist. Yeah. Um. So, fifteen out of sixteen children. That's big, big family. Um. He fell from a hay wagon on his family farm uh, when he was a youngin, and he got a steel plate in his head. Oh my god! So a lot of people are wondering if this if this head injury caused some of his later decisions in life, because <laughs> old Ken Rex McElroy was not the best person. <laughs> I don't think he so. was not. He was not a good man. Um, so he. This is not based on him being a bad person, but mm-hmm. he dropped out of high school. Uh, he dropped out of school before he reached high school. Mm-hmm. Well, most um, most um, serial killers tend to drop out of at least some kind of school. He's is not he a serial, serial killer. No, he's not a serial. He's not killer. a serial killer. Oh, okay. He he he. The twist. He he. I thought he was going to be a serial killer. Okay. It's interesting. No, no, not a serial killer. Um. Oh, this is going to be so fun. Okay. This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> this story is so good. So, um, so by 13, he drops out of school before high school. Mm-hmm. By 13, the cops already knew who he was. Wow. Just, so he dropped out before age 13? No, I don't think so. But I think by 13, he had already had okay. sort of a rap sheet. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Um, so it started with pretty, pretty simple offenses, okay. but it became a lot more violent as he grew. Ooh. He ended up with nearly two dozen felony charges, oh my God. which is quite a lot. <laughs> that is quite a lot. Um, just Jeez. to very quickly go over them. They're bad. They're bad. Some of them are very bad. Okay. Um, assault, child molestation, oh, Jesus statutory rape, arson, burglary, Grain theft and hog and cattle rustling, which means livestock stealing. Hold on. So we've got all these horrible things. Uh-huh. Statutory rape, child molestation, which if you're a person that does that kind of things, you're trash. You're a bad person. You're trash. I'll just go ahead and say. But then grain, grain theft? Yes. Grain and theft. hog and cattle rustling, which means like stealing livestock. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a wide array. I know. Of yes, felonies. it is. Yes, it is. Well, that's uh, that's something you learn about Ken is that he really. It was a small town. He really was sort of a bully. He was a notorious figure in the mm-hmm. small town, and okay. it was like he was untouchable. I'll get more into details in that for a while. But the reason that his rap sheet is so wide spanning and so long <laughs> is that 
he was just sort of allowed to get away with a lot of stuff because gotcha. people were scared of him. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, all this stuff made him really wealthy. That's how he, he, I think I read in one article that he was unemployed mm-hmm. for most of his life. Like he was, people always were like, he's unemployed, but he always had money with him. Yeah. Okay. Because he would do these legal things. That makes sense. Um. So every single time he escaped prosecution and conviction. Wow. He never went to jail. How yeah. did he do that? Okay. So, <laughs> How did yeah. that happen? He he never, never went to prison. Um, So he, how, I think he had a really good lawyer. Um, But also he was so intimidating that people would be scared of him okay. and then would refuse to testify or the cases would get dropped and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So his name is Ken? Ken. Right. So McElroy. what what did... Can look like like we see a big dude. I was dude. just about to okay. get into that. Actually. We're on the same That's wavelength. So fun. Okay, <laughs> yeah. My next note is what he looked like. So he was very physically intimidating. Uh, it says that he was two hundred seventy pounds. He was about six feet, so he's a big dude. Uh huh. Um, he had a thick black eyebrows and very bushy sideburns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had cold steel blue eyes. I'll look up a picture of no, him. Please right do now for you to you to see this man okay do not look at anything else but his face <laughs> do won't. not look at the do not look I at won't. that just okay. look at his face do not look he at this kind of like a, <laughs> he looks kind of like a frog <laughs> like a little bit yeah. he looks kind of like a frog yeah i guess i guess it's so. in the jawline or something mm-hmm. or like a toe um, so people people described him as as mean as he looked mm-hmm. yeah uh he was very cunning and okay. so basically, yeah, what would happen was witnesses would like change their minds about testifying because he was so he intimidating. Yeah. Oh. He would put uh, rattlesnakes in people's mailboxes. Oh my God. And just other stuff like that. Jared that Leto's just... Joker, is that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that were just um, really, really messed up. So people would then refuse to testify. Um, and his lawyer, again, like I said, was really good, so mm-hmm. he could get him off every time. I think it was rumored that his lawyer, like, was a mob lawyer. I didn't really find a lot of sources huh. backing that up. Okay. The story was told in a BuzzFeed Unsolved video, and they brought that up, <laughs> and I was like, interesting. But you couldn't find any other sources? Okay. No, sorry. I, I wish they would post their sources in yeah, the description Yeah, me too. I went to look for them, and I was like... Shane and Ryan. That's their names, right? Get on that, please. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh all right uh so continuing on that's so wild though like yeah i mean i've heard of like criminals just getting off on like easy you know punishments for um stuff like that but i've never heard of a guy with like 20 felonies yeah. not getting well, jail it was time a for small any town so it wasn't something i don't think it was like a lot of the times the the government got involved with mm-hmm. like pushing these charges yeah like i don't think the da ever got involved whenever he would do some of this stuff and he was so intimidating that people were just like i don't want him to hurt me so i'm just going to because not. he was such a violent person right. it wasn't it was not just all talk he would do stuff that was bad mm-hmm. so then it backed up these things was there anything else in his childhood other than him falling off the uh thing that i couldn't find anything okay else. Mm-mm. gotcha because mm. like you would think with the statutory rape and child molestation abuse and all that you would think that there'd be something else mm-hmm. other than him just hitting his head which i mean like the brain is a weird thing mm-hmm. and that you know and even then people don't know if he if he hadn't hit his head if he wouldn't 
have turned out this way. He might have still just turned out this way. Yeah. It's just like people, I think, looking That's what back they when they were trying to rationalize it. Yeah, they okay. were like, well, maybe it's because he fell off this this cart when mm-hmm. he was a boy. That makes sense, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was so bad that even if people were like McElroy, people got scared. Ooh. Like even if you just mentioned his name. And, like, parents would, like, lead their children away, especially their daughters, because this boy, this boy Ken, uh, he fathered 15 children with multiple different women. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And a lot of those women were just teenagers. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so there's where where some of those... uh, Statutory rapes. Oh, my God. And this was, like, in the 40s, 50s? Yeah, roughly. Probably okay. getting closer to the 80s at this point because he was, oh, okay. he was so a grown he did this. man when these gotcha. things were happening. Okay. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. Um, speaking of, he met his youngest and his last wife, uh, Trina, when she was 12. Jesus She was Christ. pregnant two years later. Chris Hansen, when she was where 14. are you? Yeah, oh, my when God. When she was 14, she got pregnant. She tried to escape. Uh back to her family's house when she gave birth with their baby boy rightfully so yeah (laughs) Yeah, i mean like god i know yeah yeah. i can't imagine having a kid now i just turned 21 i I can't imagine having a kid i cannot imagine especially with a man like him that was just so such a bad person Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, so he followed her back to her parents house he followed her when she escaped oh i just got chills he shot their dog (gasps) and he set their house on fire oh my god before he brought trina back home where he then physically abused her jesus christ yeah yeah. so she ran away he set her house on fire he shot her dog and then he took her back um ladies and i'm not trying to make light of the situation this is just a psa ladies Mm -hmm. if you're in a situation like this with uh spooky dudes doing shenanigans like this call the cops well like no matter how intimidating oh here's the tea yes trina went to a local doctor and um showed the doctor what had happened to her and Mm -hmm. he put her into a foster home because at that point she was still 14 15 oh my god um but that meant that trials were there was going to be a trial against um mcelroy Mm -hmm. and he realized that if he married her the charges would be dropped. Oh, no. So he went to their parents' house again, their new home, and threatened to burn it down again unless they allowed Trina to marry him. Oh, my God. So they got married. Yeah. So he didn't face any of the any of the charges. That's just like, I know, I understand this dude is intimidating and stuff, mm-hmm. but if my daughter, 14 years old, mm-hmm. came to me, like, pregnant and all that stuff and was like, hey, like, I don't want to see this dude anymore. Like, let's press charges. And he came and he was like, I'm going to burn your house down. I would be like, do it. Like, let's bet. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think that they were just scared. Yeah. I think it was, the threat was, I will burn your house down. And who knows what I might do next. I might kill her. I might kill you. Because he was just, he had, he knew that he could get away with it. So Mm -hmm. he had no, like, sense of kindness towards your fellow man yeah. like any of wow. that stuff yeah wow so they got married um that was his last wife was trina and okay. his youngest um, that's so crazy yeah and how so, many wives did he have before that i couldn't find anywhere specifically mm-hmm. but he did have 15 children Jesus. with multiple different ones good lord that was that was a fact um so his lawyer said that he defended him in at least three or four felonies a year 
Yeah. <laughs> One. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a mess. three or four. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't so, want to do the math for that one. That's I wow. know. That's a lot. Jesus. And he never he never went to prison. Never went to for prison. any of these things. That's a testament to like our um, judicial system. At least back in the day. Mm-hmm. Probably nowadays as well. Mm-hmm. You know. Whatever. I'm not so, going to get into that. That's another podcast. <laughs> another, another topic. Another topic. Another <laughs> hey, we heard about. So in 19, let me see, 1976. So we're getting closer to the date that I mentioned at the beginning of uh-huh. 1981. Right. 1976, he fired a couple rounds into the stomach of a local farmer. <gasps> um, I think his name was... Romine Henry and he got away with that. Oh so it was God. it was bad enough that it was like murder. Did he die? I don't think he died, but it was, you know, it was at least attempted murder. And, oh my god. And yet um he he never faced any sort of consequences for that. Of so course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Why not? Well, yeah. We don't want the psycho down the street to get, you know, in a jail time or whatever i think people did oh you think people do is is he about to get his comeuppance let's move on okay so that was ken himself that's sort of his his backstory um let's move on to april of 1980 okay so one year before the date i said before right um so there was this store owner named bo bowenkemp Bo um, Bowenkamp. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> he he lived or he owned the store with his wife, and um, Trina, mm-hmm. the wife, she, um, she said to Ken mm-hmm. that a clerk in the Bowenkamp store had accused their four-year-old daughter of stealing some candy. Okay. So, apparently, it was a policy in this store that you never flat out accused people of stealing. You always were just like. Hey, would you put that back? Especially if it was a four-year-old kid. Like, yeah. this is small town. They were nice people. They knew everyone. And I'm sure also they were probably scared yeah. of what, what Ken could have done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trina basically went to the store and she really tore into the clerk. And I do want to say this. Trina, she has a very damaged psyche. And that mm-hmm. becomes very evident later on in the story. And it's like... And Trina is the uh, the wife, yeah, right? okay. who was who had the youngest her one. Parents' house burned down, and okay. she almost got away from him. But then she had to marry him, right. and Stuff like that. I'm just clarifying yeah. for so a me. lot of yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of things that she'll do later on in this tale are sort of defending Ken. Well, yeah, but I mean, I sh- like, yeah, I want to like, make it clear um, that it's because she was a child, right? And it was just. I'm sure she was like really, really messed up. Well, it's up like that mental disorder that. where your captor, you know, you're with your captor for so long. What is it called? You know the one I'm Stockholm talking about. Syndrome? Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like that kind of situation because I'm sure. Yeah, even though she wasn't like physically imprisoned, she was still married to him. She right. still couldn't leave I'm him. sure because this is the common among all abuse cases, but I'm sure that once he officially had married her and stuff, she probably wasn't allowed to go a lot of places without him and probably wasn't allowed to interact with, you know, people outside of the household and such, because I mean, like, and I don't know for sure. This is just based off of what I know about other abuse cases. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would assume that that is the situation. That is awful though. Yeah. Bless her heart. So I just wanted to say that before we continue on. That yeah. Like a lot of the times where you might be like, 
Trina, why would you do something like this? He he is your abuser. He, mm-hmm. you know, it's just probably because she was so like she was so damaged yeah. by just living with him. 14 years old too. Yeah. That kind of stuff For sticks a with kid you. At 14, yeah. they started the relationship when she was 12. 12. This is why we have, like, laws in place, like, the consent laws and stuff. Oh, Oh my God. He was breaking them, though. He almost got charged, and no one would do anything. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's really messed up. Jesus Christ. So, continuing on, Mm -hmm. little segue. Trina, she she yelled at the clerk. Um, The clerk explained that they that's their policy is not to just flat out accuse people mm-hmm. especially children so that part of the story is kind of muddy if if trina was maybe exaggerating and then it went downhill or if the clerk actually did it i i don't know yeah there are no clear answers on that and i think part of part of the reason why there's so much speculation is this happened a while ago yes and it happened in a small town yes. so this was sort of this story is really the town's big claim to fame yes i so. mean like with and this is based on, like, cases that I've studied for this, po- you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. Bella and the Witch Elm mm-hmm. or, you know, the Blood Countess and stuff. Uh, the f- further along this gets, especially if it's, like, an older case like this, the more the details get fuzzy. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that there was so much detail. Yeah. Like, there's, like, plottings of, like, exactly, like, step by step what happened in this story. And that's very surprising to me. Just yeah. because it was such a small town it was so unexpected and it was it was a while ago yeah i mean the 80s weren't too long ago but right. it was about 30 years ago so. yeah wow that's yeah. crazy <laughs> <laughs> so um trina basically to quote said why would my daughter or why would my effing daughter lie oh my god um i wrote that down <laughs> in my notes um so it was not a good thing so then um she told Ken what mm. had happened, and when the bone camps closed up that night, he was waiting. Oh, God. He was waiting outside of the, the store. Of course. Um, so they they had an altercation, I believe, and then the bone camps went home, and Ken and Trina showed up in front of their house that night and just watched them. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, so, that's so creepy. Yeah, it's That's it's like a, a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oof. It's very creepy. It says that... The Bowen camps would sleep in shifts. Yeah. Because they were so scared of something happening. And this oh happened God. for days. Like, this oh, happened wow. for a while. So this wasn't just an isolated mm-hmm. incident. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, really, like, stalking, harassing yeah. them. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was like, um, yeah, they would do it every night. Just go and sit and watch. So they had to sleep in shifts mm-hmm. just to make sure nothing happened. And once Ken actually got out of the car and fired a shot up into the pine trees besides their house. So oh, he was God. armed when he was doing this stuff Jesus as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and Evelyn, who was the clerk, she lived across the street. So mm-hmm. not only were they intimidating the Bowen camps, but they were also intimidating her because she was the clerk who allegedly had yelled at their child. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was a scary situation. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. He'd he'd leave and then he'd come back and they didn't know what he was doing. They just knew that he would leave and then he would come back. And it was it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So one night, um, July 8th, 1980. So a few months later, this okay. had been happening. Yeah. He shot... Um, the 70-year-old bow bow in camp wow um yeah he shot him uh 
He shot him as he sat on their back loading dock of the store, waiting for an air conditioning repairman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shoot him dead or was just... Well, uh, it was a deer slug that tore through his neck, coming within three inches of his head. Oh, my gosh. But Bowen Camp survived. Wow. Yeah. Miraculously, he survived. He did not die, even though it was like... It was a gunshot through the neck, which is just, oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Horrible. Uh-huh. Horrible. Within three inches of his head. That's that's crazy. That is very crazy. Yeah. But he didn't die. And then there's there's a there's a quote from his daughter, Bone Camp's daughter, that mm-hmm. says, We went everywhere we could, but justice would stay delicately out of the way. Looking back, the justice system had as much to do with and then I'll stop there because Spoilers. Okay. Okay. I'm really interested now. I I keep you keep talking about all these things, and I'm like, this has to be it. And then like, it's not. Oh gosh, what did this guy do, Claire? Well, so everyone knew that he did it, but he didn't go to jail. Of course. Yeah, because that's how things happen in this town. Was everyone knew that he did it, but nothing happened. Right. And there were no consequences. Right. Um. So Richard Stratton. Who was the highway patrol trooper of, um, where is this? Missouri? Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> He's a Missouri. It was like something. It started with Skidmore. It. Skidmore, Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he he was the only person really to stand up to, to McElroy, um, or at least the only lawman who would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he found him, he arrested him um, for. For what he had done. Yeah. At that point, they knew that Bowen Camp was going to survive, so it was just attempted murder. Yeah. Um, but he was the one who found him and arrested him. So he spent the night in jail, and then he posted bail, and he um, got out. Yeah. And he immediately okay. went back to, it's called the D&G Tavern and Pool Hall, to his usual spot. Okay. So he wasn't even bothered by this. <laughs> By the fact that he had been of course not. arrested <laughs> after almost successfully murdering the man that can get away with anything, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it sort of still continued on this way of, like, he was out on bail, but while he was waiting for, like, the official trial, there mm-hmm. were still, like, the stockings and the harassings happening. Okay, so he kept it up. Yeah. Even though he just shot the dude. Yeah, because wow. the dude survived. Oh, yeah. my God. All for his little girl possibly getting accused of stealing like candy (laughs) it's not it's not irrational but he wasn't a rational guy was it i mean probably like skittles or m&ms or it says penny candy so like literally candy that cost a penny yeah like one cent of candy that she possibly got yelled out for (sighs) and this happened yeah so um lord they both it was like he had spies in this town of, like, local kids that he would pay and just, like, see where where people were at the time. So the bone oh camps God. had to then get their own, like, group of child spies. <laughs> um, this is so ridiculous. I know, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's 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 clownery, for it's sure. clownery. On Ken's part. He was... He's a clown. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... This um, is, like... Uh, you know that uh, that scene in the Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. where he has all those kids, yeah. those children. This is what I'm just picturing: is yeah. like these urchin children. These children. <laughs> oh doing, my god! Doing the spy work. Good lord! This is so. like you know uh, on TikTok, 
here here's a tiktok reference for all you cool kids uh -oh. out there like the that um the there's like a trend for like mafia mm -hmm. ocs and like yeah if you I've go through the tag story. there's like teenagers trying to seem really spooky and well, it's scary not fun. and stuff. No, turns out, <laughs> turns out it's not violence. Fun. Is but not this fun. is a, that's also what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's just like these e boys and e girls just like <laughs> out here. Which is, this is so bad. I shouldn't be making like light of it. But this is how I react <laughs> when I'm listening to something that I don't like. <laughs> the tables have turned. It really Usually has. we have to listen to the stuff and react, and now Maddie has. To I'm just to kind of stuff. here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> This is fun. I'm having a good time. Oh, I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs> okay, so um so yeah, he was continuing up with this stalking and harassing and he actually fired a gun outside of Evelyn's house this time, oh, which it was still just right across the street, so it's still harassing the bone camps. At the very um, least, the police should have just taken all his guns, like confiscate at least after the yeah. first time, you know, Bo got shot and mm -hmm. almost murdered mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that should have been part of procedure or something i mean i don't know a lot about police stuff well i of... think he was violating his bail by doing this i mean yeah, i think when obviously. you're out on bail you're not allowed to have any weapons i don't i'm especially if you've had which i guess if he he wasn't um charged with felonies because yeah, i know if you have before. a felony then you're not allowed to have any kind of firearms at all but he had but he hadn't been charged. Even well. though he had almost two dozen. <laughs> Jesus. Two, three or four a year. Oh, my God. Yeah. This man making me tired. <laughs> so Evelyn, um, she talked to the town marshal, Dave Dunbar. And Dave Dunbar tried to talk to him, tried to be like, you're violating your bail. Mm -hmm. You're still harassing these people. And McElroy punned a gun on him. Of course. So. Of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. That's yeah. just that's just the kind of guy Ken was. Oh, you know? Ken! If the Ken law Rex. enforcement comes at you, you just also threaten the law enforcement. Of course, Why you? absolutely. Yeah. That's the normal thought process. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, he was convicted for this. Okay, good. Yes, thank God. But it's about it was time. Convicted at the lower charge of second degree assault because. The lawyer wanted to convict him. He said they'd rather have, or that was, that was the conviction being mm -hmm. charged against him when he had to go into the actual court and they were like, this is what you are being accused okay. of. They said second degree assault because if they had said attempted murder, then he would have worked his McElroy magic mm -hmm. and like gotten off again. So I think they figured they had a better chance of putting him away for just a little bit yeah. for this than at least possibly going for the big fish and not getting it at, at all. At least, you know, I mean, I guess I can see the thought process behind that, but mm -hmm. also like, ugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ugh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, but that charge would mean no more than just two years in prison. For, for almost murdering. Right. Which, which is I nothing guess, for this dude, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I guess, like, some time is better than no time, but at the same time, this guy has done a lot of things wrong, mm -hmm. and he did almost just murder him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, he escaped jail on an appeal bond, so he was charged, but um, he appealed it, and so he got out of prison on an appeal bond. Perfect. So, <laughs> Another lovely know, thing yeah, about our system. Yeah. He was just... He was charged finally, one out of almost two dozen, mm -hmm. but he was able to then walk free. Of course. Why not? Um, 
So then he went on to continue taunting his victims. And then the kicker is he went to the D&G Tavern and Pool Hall, the thing I mentioned before, uh-huh. the next day with a rifle atta- and a bayonet attached to it. So like oh a big God. weapon, which violated his bond. Uh-huh. And he apparently threatened to finish off the bone camps while he was there, while he was like at his spot. I didn't even know they had guns like that anymore. Well, I think it's like was it did he, he make made it, it himself okay i mean maybe he didn't but that's what i read it as that's so that he wild i was like i mean that's like civil war era yeah jesus christ <laughs> this dude oh my god so this all happened july 1980 i'm pretty sure the trial probably took a few months right yeah um, they tend to but basically like they kept getting it delayed they mm-hmm. kept bringing up these bails so that he wouldn't go to prison right um and um, at the upcoming bond re- uh, revocation hearing, mm-hmm. McElroy, he learned the names of the three witnesses scheduled to testify. So then he went on to really harass them. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, I think the whole town was just like, there is no stopping this How man. did he get that information? I don't know. Maybe he's child spice. <laughs> you know, I, I think he just, spice. I think honestly, if he came up to your house and was like, Hello, tell me the names of the three people who are testifying against me. Even if you were like, no, he would have been like, okay, I'll kill you and I'll get away with it. And mm-hmm. they, then you probably are like, well, I don't know. It is, yeah. it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard thing to think about. It's just like, would you give up your fellow man if, if it was like, okay, I'm burning your house down. I'm killing your family and yeah. I'm going to get away with it because I He never, gets away with everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's. He's a bad dude. He's, yeah. He's a really bad dude. This might be the baddest dude we've talked about on the podcast <laughs> so far. So he, yeah. What an anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so um, he still had his guns. Mm-hmm. And basically, I think I wrote down another quote from a townsperson that says everyone was in danger. He was just. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Everyone was in danger. So. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Part three. This is part three. Part three. Yes. <laughs> There's been parts. Okay. Yeah. Part one was Ken. Okay. Part two was all that. Uh huh. Part three now is the incident. It's a twist. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so. So. This is day by day, hour by hour. What okay. Happened? I'm ready. All of the townspeople on what day did I say it was? <laughs> On 1981, right? Yes. On. I didn't write down the date. I, you said it at the beginning. I know. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. I did. I swear. Well, it's probably on your computer screen right now. July 10th, 1981. <laughs> I'm not a professional like you are. Okay? Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's why we so. have your computer pulled up. Exactly. So, July 10th. 1981. Uh-huh. Part three. Part three, okay. All of the townspeople went to their, like, town hall to talk about what to do. Mm-hmm. They had a, a whole committee meeting to talk right. about this man. It had been a little over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Or I almost think, a year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. If not a year, almost a year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so they went to talk about what to do because this, obviously, this problem is not getting solved. Right. Um, McElroy and Trina went down to the D&G Tavern and they started drinking that day. Mm-hmm. Um, the town meeting left. About 
It's sort of shaky exactly on the numbers, but about 30 to 40 people walked to the tavern and just stood outside. Oh, that's creepy. And about 20 or so walked into the tavern and reportedly started saying things like, we've got you now. Uh-huh. Um, so, the McElroys left. They got into their truck, which then was completely surrounded by people. Uh-huh. And McElroy was hit by two rounds. Oh, my gosh. by two separate weapons, and he died. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, vigilante justice, mm-hmm. but everybody is involved. It's yeah. like 50 Batmans. <laughs> I guess so. So, he died because uh. of these two gunshots. He was gunned down on Main Street wow. in this town. About 30 to 40... It says in one note, 30 to 90 people watched him die. Oh, and they did nothing. Mm-mm. They mm. didn't call an ambulance. They didn't call the police. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the thing is, there were so many people that some people must have had to seen who did it, uh-huh. but nobody has ever come forward and said that anything. That is Period. so crazy. It's been years. Nobody has ever come forward. Not even... People have died like recently, like uh-huh. older people in the town. They haven't even, like, on their deathbed said anything. Wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. I mean, like, how ironic is it that this dude terrorized all of them for his entire life, practically, and it just took two shots Mm -hmm. to take him down? That's, like, that's so crazy to me for some reason. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, what happened to Trina and all them? Well, she was pulled from the car. Okay. Um, But the sad thing is she she really... um, yeah, she was pulled out of the car. She wasn't hurt at all. That's good. Um, but I she guess. sort of she she started telling people that she saw uh, who did it. Uh huh. She accused this man, Del Clement. Um, she said, to quote, he went out back. His truck was across the street. Oh, I think this is from a book about the incident. So okay. it's Del Clement went out back. His truck was across the street. Trina looks behind her and sees Del with his rifle. Mm-hmm. So she told everyone that Clement shot her husband. She, when the, when the trial happened to see. Oh, there was a trial. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She told the grand jury and the federal investigators, um, that it was, it was Del Clement, Mm -hmm. but because no other person would come forward and cooperate her story, they dropped that charge for Del. Wow. He was never charged. So no charges were ever filed. So that means that the case is technically still unsolved. I guess so, yeah. That's why it was on BuzzFeed Unsolved. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So the FBI could never get anyone to talk about who did it. Wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. It was just like this town secret where they were like, we are not saying anything because if we say anything, then he'll have won. That sounds like the end of a hor- Like as bad as this dude was, which he was very bad, I'm not condoning any actions. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the ending to like a... a- horror movie like one Mm -hmm. of those small town what am i trying to think of kind of like i know what you mean i can't think like a small town horror movie like some kids roll up it maybe i'm thinking of like the supernatural episode (laughs) where like they're trying to appease the tree god or whatever so whenever people come into town they send them out to like a a a plot of land and the tree god kills them and they all like are there to watch it happen or something you know they weren't doing it to appease the gods right they were doing it to protect (laughs) themselves but like you get what i'm saying it's it's like it's it's like like those movies where it's like a small town and this dude is 
not doing the thing that he's supposed to do, so they just kill him off altogether or something. Mm-hmm. It's also I think, think this like, one um, is less creepy the because they have like almost a valid reason to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, killing anyone is like it's, a, it's would this it's, count as murder? I guess it wouldn't count as like um, what is it? Self defense. Self defense. No, I don't no. think so because he wasn't actively doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. It is vigilante justice, and then you get into the question of like, should vigilante justice be a thing? Is that justified? Yeah. And it just sort of depends on your opinion. Well, here's it's the- like these people were sort of whoever did this was stopping mm-hmm. Ken Rex McElroy from doing all his bad stuff, but they did also murder someone, right? And they have to live with that for the rest of their life, if they're even still alive. Yeah, it might have been someone who's died. Mm-hmm. No. That's so, like, I think this is really interesting because it brings into that, like, yeah, that question of, like, obviously this dude is a bad dude and he's obviously not going to get any jail time for all the things that Mm-mm. he's done. Yeah, I don't think if he had lived, he would have gone to jail. No. And even if he had, it would have been for only two years. Right. So is it worth it to, you know, even take matters into your own hands that makes me wonder like if there were any like because i know it was a town meeting i wonder if there were any cops yeah well people or like sheriffs or something people speculated about what happened in that town meeting they uh, the i think the two main things that people think were possibly talked about were it was either a meeting to directly be like how do we keep these witnesses safe right or it was a meeting just to talk about how they were going to kill him. That's so crazy. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So spooky. It, it, nobody still knows. if The townspeople have also been silent on exactly what was talked about in that meeting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It says, I just found in one source, so, like, take this with a grain of salt, that mm-hmm. he was also armed, that McElroy was armed. I certainly wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't But I just found that in one source. But that, that kind of give, gives context to you saying maybe it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it was self-defense, but he was also just, like, getting into his car. Like, yeah. they were surrounding his car. They clearly had the upper hand. Yeah. So, um, the two shots were a twenty-two caliber Magnum and an 8 millimeter Mauser. I don't know if I'm saying that. Last <laughs> time. Um, but so two different guns. Yeah. Um, it had to have been two separate people because one of the shots came from behind the truck and one of the shots came from a half block in front of the truck. Right. Okay. So it's no way that someone could have just half fired block. two shots. Wow. Which means that like in broad daylight, two separate people shot guns that killed this man and nobody has said anything. Well, that's like... I'm wondering, oh, there's, like, this thing where, oh, what am I, it's it's reminding me of, I think it's, I guess it's Colorado where they used to do this or they still do this execution style where Hmm. they, like, it's a firing squad and no one knows who has the bullet in their rifle. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm wondering if that, like, was kind of what they were going for is that we all have, or most of us have guns and we all have it, but yeah. we don't know who. I don't know. They haven't said if it was that sort of situation where like everyone was armed and then everyone shot. And Trina didn't say anything with that because she was yeah. sort of, I think because she was so like mentally ill because of this man, mm-hmm. I think she was really the one who was like looking to press charges and was very upset about this. Yeah. While everyone else in the town was just kind of like, we don't know who did it. Yeah. 
oh darn whoever did that oh <laughs> and in reality oh no nobody knew uh it says that they they everyone just sort of told authorities that they heard gunfire and everyone ducked but nobody nobody was like i saw the shooter which two people were the shooters yeah so it was somebody one, must have yeah. seen something yeah that is so crazy but they just they chose to keep it secret i mean i guess i can see the point behind that for sure but also like i'm not saying again like i'm not condoning the actions of this this yeah this character but or this man but still that's just that's taking it to the extreme and i like this is so wild because like i can see the thought process behind it like i can understand it the quote that i stopped doing earlier i'll read all of it now it's from bo bowenkamp's daughter Mm -hmm. The whole quote now that the twist has been revealed is, we went everywhere we could, but justice would stay delicately out of the way. Looking back, the justice system had as much to do with the killing of Ken McElroy as anyone in Skidmore did. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that. was sort of their perspective was just like, if nobody is going to do anything to help us, and we know that this is just going to... He... Bo... Um, Bowen Camp was not the first man that he had tried to kill mm-hmm. because that, the farmer, yeah, yeah, who he shot, I think, four times in the stomach. God, like it was, it was clear that, and he pulled a gun on a law enforcement officer mm-hmm. and was like, "Well, I'll shoot you too." Yeah, so it was very clear that nothing was going to happen, right? And I guess then the question is like, what do you do if you're in a town where there's this horrible man who's just bullying your whole town and getting away with it? Like, I mean, yeah. What would you do? That's so wild. Could you go to then murdering that man? Is like, is a big step. But yeah. I think this town was just at like a breaking point moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. So the Oof. whole town got away with murder, Oof. essentially, because <laughs> no one knows who did it. And the case was just, it was just dropped because no charges were ever filed because they couldn't. The FBI could not get anyone no to evidence, talk. No evidence. No one came forward. No. Nothing. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> uh, just about now in the town. Um, so Trina, she went into hiding after this happened. That's understandable. Yes. <laughs> she remarried and she had more children. Oh, wow. More yeah. kids. Uh, and then she died of cancer in 2012 Aww. at age 55. Bless her heart. So hopefully, hopefully she had a good life after, after all this stuff because yeah. Ken was finally gone. Yeah. Because he, he was a bad dude to her. He was. What about so, her? Uh, her and his kids. Did it say anything? I about think them? probably they also went into hiding with yeah. her. That's I don't know for sure. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, the population of the town has dropped to around 250 mm-hmm. because it's just a small town it's right. sort of uh a lot of the people in the town who knew this story have probably died mm-hmm. um or you know are in their in their older years yeah they're getting there or if it, they were like teenagers they're probably middle-aged but you know stuff like that yeah um so it says that the town really moved on and downhill mm-hmm. as it moved on uh, everywhere closed in the town. The tavern closed. Wow. A lot of places in the town. The the store, the Bowen Camp store closed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not clear if they if they moved or if it just closed. I would have moved. Yeah. I would have been gone. <laughs> I probably would've. don't want to be there anymore. Um, but the next town was about 15 miles away, so most people migrated there. Mm-hmm. So this this town, it's sort of it's 250 people now. I bet they 
they probably still know the story but other than that everyone's either they've moved on or they've died and mm-hmm. the stories just come with them that makes wow so, so we'll never know i guess mm-mm. what happened unless or who somebody's shot him. just like my grandfather told me the story <laughs> he said he did it or it's you know, in somebody's memoir like somewhere yeah, something like that mm-hmm. we won't know and it remains unsolved. That's it. That's, That's Ken it. Wow. Rex McElroy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a that was a wild ride. It is. It's a crazy story. It's up and down. Yeah. Because like, I was not expecting just, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't think he was going to die. No, just I didn't. Because the story, it seems like he's going to do something. Horrible. I thought I was going to upload this episode and he was going to come get me or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. No, no. no. <sighs> There are, there are, like, documentaries on this. Mm-hmm. It's a popular story. That's why I was so surprised that you hadn't heard it. Yeah. Just because it was, um, I think, like, Sundance. There was a Sundance. Oh, wow, really? Someone, like, did was a documentary. Recent? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So it's still it's still heavily talked about. It was in a BuzzFeed Unsolved video, like I said. Yeah. Um, and I think other podcasts have talked about it. But it's, it's just such an interesting topic because it is so compelling about like this whole town just like keeping this secret yeah so i was really excited to tell it well i liked it it was cool it's really fun yay exciting um so do you have any lingering comments about good old what rex i forgot his first name ken (laughs) ken rex mcelroy um he was not a good person no he was not i don't think he was a good person at all in fact He was a bad person. He was a bad dude. Um, and so this town was Batman, like you said. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good note to I don't think that is. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We'll end on it anyway. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you once again for sticking around for one year. Uh, I, I just, I, I keep talking about it, but I can't get over it. It's Woo. been one year. One. Uh, I want to do a quick thank you to all of the guests that I've had over oh. the year. Um, I want to give a thank you to Jennings Duncan for providing us with Ooh. the lovely theme music you hear every episode. To Brianne Powers, who, uh, you know, I reached out to to help design the podcast logo and such. To... Uh, pretty much everyone who's been like yeah i'll take a listen thanks uh to the reviewers and the commenters and everything and just in general thank you so much to all the listeners out there i would not be here recording this today if y'all weren't listening i guess (laughs) full year a full year that's so crazy uh big 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 thank you to claire (laughs) for uh telling this fun story this episode <laughs> it was so much fun I, it was fun to research and it was fun to i'm do. glad that you enjoyed because when I'm i asked that it was you a, it was a surprise when i asked you i was like i don't know how she's gonna handle this because i know you don't like <laughs> i know you don't like true crime yeah this so one was okay for me though, it was okay because it wasn't horrendous okay <laughs> it know? wasn't as bad as it could have been yeah yeah exactly um so let me finish this out so definitely uh Use the link the, uh, below to go to the official merch store. Get some cute merch. Ooh. I personally have a Seasons of the Witch uh, sweatshirt. And it it's is Halloween. extremely comfortable. It's, it's very, like, wonderful. I love it. And all of the money uh, made from the store goes straight to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They're super great over there. So right definitely on. use the link for 20% off your entire purchase. Yeah. Um, Definitely check out the Patreon. Like I said, donate if you feel compelled to. That'd be great just to help me out with um, 
you know, making sure that this goes out to everybody. If you like the podcast, that's one of the best ways to support it. Uh, Another great way to support it is by leaving us a a rating on iTunes, leaving a comment, you know, liking, sharing it. Five stars. Five stars. For sure, if you feel compelled to leave five stars, that'd be lovely. Um, Definitely follow the Twitter for updates and such. Uh, The next case, I'm having my friend Greg on for next November episode. And it, this case is wild, y'all. It's crazy. Wilder than Ken Rex McElroy. I think it is just (gasps) a little bit. Oh my gosh. It's very crazy. Wow. Um, Super crazy. And it's a more recent case, too. So definitely stick around for that one. Um, Okay, yeah, I think that is all. So once again, thank you guys for one year of Hey, Have You Heard About? I love you from the bottom of my heart to the very top. Uh, I will see you guys next month for another spooky, fun episode. So see y'all later.